Welcome to the Vineyard Boise Sunday Message Podcast. You can join us live on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and vineyardboise.org slash live. Subscribe to our message podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And if you'd like to support Vineyard Boise, you can give online at vineyardboise.org slash give. Today's message is brought to you by Pastor Brent Jones. Enjoy. Good morning. God's moving in this place today in the last like months and weeks. God's just been moving. I don't know if, if, if you have sensed that or you've experienced that, but I, I was just even talking to, to Rudy before the service this morning about what God's doing in his life. God's, God's doing miracles in people's lives. God's doing miracles in people's lives. We serve a God who's active. Yeah, we serve a God who's actively at work in our hearts and our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. He's healing people. He's setting people free. He's delivering them. He's, he's saving them. He's rescuing people. And so uh, it, you're in the right place today. Yes. Turn to somebody and just let somebody know, hey, you're in the right place today. If they put up a a fight, just slap them. It's fine. (laughs) Just kidding. It's not fine. If you're joining us online, you're in the right place today. God has a word for us today. I just want to pray before we get started and, and just open our hearts to the Holy Spirit. So just, let's just pause before him. Come Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus in this place today. We open our hearts to you and only you. Come and stir and move and speak to us. Come and save and deliver and do what only you can do. We ask, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. We're wrapping up a series on Philippians today. And if you've missed any of it, I want to encourage you to go back and catch up because it's been good. Like, it's been really rich. It has been really uh, valuable for our hearts and our lives. Like I said earlier, um, people, people are getting delivered and saved and set free. And that happens because the word of God is going out. And the Bible says that his word does not return back to him with nothing. It returns back to him with an abundant harvest. The word of God returns with, a, with an abundant harvest. When the word goes out and is planted it's, and, and it grows fruit and that fruit is harvested in our lives and there's the fruit of God in our lives today uh, from his word. And so I just want to encourage you and give you hope today. Um, and we're going to just read through this passage. Um, before we do, I just, I, I, I might not be as active on up here. I like to like walk around, but yesterday I twisted my ankle playing sports. <laughs> it was cornhole, so, <laughs> so don't, get, don't be too compassionate. It's actually fine. It's just, <laughs> it was, Joe and Janet spanked us in cornhole yesterday. Kate and I were playing Joe and Janet and they totally just spanked us. It was, anyway. That's, I don't know, that has nothing to do with my message, but yeah, we played in a little cornhole tourney yesterday and I lost really bad and hurt my ankle. So anyways, that's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's read our passage today <laughs> before I get super distracted. Uh, oh, before we, 
I had one other thing I want to say. Uh, we took a little trip this this week. Actually, my wife and I took our oldest daughter for her birthday to a, um, to a concert in Portland. So we drove up there. We were only gone like 30 some hours and we just like shot up to Portland and went to a Switchfoot concert, which is insane. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and this made me feel super old because I, I remember that, okay, so this was to celebrate the, the 20th anniversary of their beautiful Letdown album, which Kate and I went to that concert 20 years ago too. So I was like, wait, what? When he said that on the mic, I was like, I'm sorry, what? It's 20 years? Okay. Uh, but uh, the reason I'm saying that is because we drove up to Portland and this time of year, going through the gorge, I mean, just insanely beautiful. The trees, like, it was just so beautiful. And I, it just, I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. This, everything was, was either green or just brilliant orange or yellow, just in red, all around us, just all the way up the gorge. And it just made me so thankful um, to live in the Northwest and to just be surrounded by the beauty of God everywhere we go. And anyway, that's what I wanted to tell you. But let's, uh, let's, get, let's get into the passage. This is our last passage, Philippians chapter 4. We're done with Philippians today. Um, and we're going to start in verse 4, and we're going to read all the way through verse 23. And I want to read through the whole thing before we get started today, just to kind of give us some context. Um, we're going to read it through together. All right, everybody got it? Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentle spirit or your gentleness be known to all people. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, say everything, in everything by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, and the peace of God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true. I love how he says finally, and he's not even close to done yet. This is so Paul. He's like, finally, I'm wrapping this up. And we have like 20 verses. Okay, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, right, pure, lovely, commendable, if there's any excellence and if anything is worthy of praise, think about these things. As for the things you've learned and received and heard from me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Verse 10, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you've re revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before. He kind of takes a break here to talk about himself for a sec. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> but you lacked an opportunity to act. Not that I speak from need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I'm in. I know how to get along with little. I also know how to, to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry both of having abundance and suffering need. 
I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you've done well to share with me in my difficulty. Verse 15, you yourselves also know, Philippians, that at the first preaching of the gospel, after I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone. For even in Thessalonica, you saved, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek the profit which increases in your account. But I have received everything in full and have an abundance. I am amply supplied, having received from Epaphroditus what you have sent, a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Verse 19. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Not over yet. <laughs> you just think so. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And that's the end. This is God's word. So we are wrapping this series up in Philippians chapter four. And I love that like every letter, every chapter, every verse that Paul wrote was addressing where the Philippians were right then. It was addressing where they were at right then, the life they were experiencing right then. By the power and wisdom of the Holy Spirit, it can also address where you and I are today, right now. Let's face it, today's pretty crazy. And I don't just mean this Sunday, November 12th. I mean where we're living right now and everything going on right now, just, we... Pastor Trevor mentioned a few in the, in the prayer time earlier. Just put your finger on a map somewhere and something crazy is going on there right now. We're living in times that are just, it, it, they're so unsettling and it seems so difficult and everything just seems so full of crisis and hate. It's like today, we, it just kind of starts to feel like it's just one big dumpster fire after another. Just like everywhere you look, it's just like, well, that's on fire. Oh, well, that's burning down. Oh, it was only a matter of time before that. Oh, there he goes. Oh, there she goes. Oh, they did it again. It just seems like over and over. Everywhere you look, everything just seems so heavy and so crazy. And looking down the road of the next 12 months or so, it doesn't seem to look any better. It doesn't seem to be like, oh, well, there's some hope on the horizon. It's like, oh man, if you're looking at humanity right now, hope is not on the horizon. It just seems kind of gross. It just seems kind of difficult, kind of a struggle everywhere. And I don't know about you, but it's exhausting. It takes a lot of wear and tear to just look at it and just kind of look at things and just evaluate where things are at. Is it just me or are you feeling that too? Okay. I can get really discouraged and negative when I'm looking at the world at face value right now. I often have to tell myself from the words of Jesus in John chapter 16, he says, in verse 33, he says, take heart, take heart. In this world, there's gonna be trouble. I've overcome the world. Take heart, take heart. I kind of feel like that's what I wanna to say to us today. Take heart. I know there's a lot going on. I know there's difficulty. I know there's problems. I know there's stuff. And I, what I want to say to you is take heart. Actually, can will you just put your hand over your heart right now this morning? Just put your hand over your heart. 
take heart. Jesus is with you. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. Take heart. Don't be discouraged. He's overcome the world. Take heart. You don't have to live from a place of exhaustion, anxiety, depression, and fear. Take heart. Take heart. He's overcome and he's good. He's good. God is good. Will you just say that? God is good. Yeah, take heart today. All right, you can take your hand off your heart. You're good. <laughs> take heart. That's good for the long term, right? Like Jesus says, I've overcome the world. Take heart, I've overcome the world. I tell myself that and I'm like, cool, yeah, one day we're all gonna see the redemption of God and we're all gonna, you know, before the throne and the lamb and the, yeah, it sounds good for then. What about today? What about right now? What about what I'm experiencing? That's the long term. What about the short term? What about what I am seeing now and experiencing today? Paul challenges the reader. Remember, we read it earlier. To practice the things you've learned, received, heard, or seen. That's actually what the NIV says. Uh, it says, he says in verse 9, whatever you have learned or received or heard or seen in me, practice those things. Practice those things. And he was speaking to them in the moment where they lived and saying, hey, you know what you saw me doing? You know what you heard me saying? You know what I demonstrated to you? Practice that right now where you live. And I just want to hear the words of Paul over us again today. And we're just going to see him saying to us, hey, you know these things I'm telling you? Practice them today. Practice them today. He actually tells Timothy in, in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6, godliness with contentment is great gain. And he says at the end of this passage we read today, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I'm in. I love Paul's use of the word circumstances. It's like the most generic term for garbage you've ever seen. I've been, I'm, I'm content in circumstances. How many of you got circumstances? Yeah. Right, right. I've got circumstances. That's like the nicest way you could say that. I've got circumstances. Yeah, I've got circumstances. You got circumstances arriving in your mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> you got circumstances arriving for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I want to give you permission to use that word now, circumstances. circumstances. Instead of just like, like circumstances, I go, I got circumstances. Paul had circumstances. And he's, he's speaking to the church in, the, in, in Philippi saying, hey, I know you've got circumstances. But listen, I have learned to be content in circumstances. All circumstances. I know how to, he says in verse 12, I know how to get along with a little. I also know how to give, get along in prosperity. I know how to live right now, right as I am, and as my world is right now. I know how to live. How? I, I, I couldn't fit all this on my title slide, so I'm just going to tell you the title. I might have to repeat it so you can actually write it down if you want. It's the Practical Christian's Guide to the Next 12 Months and the Rest of Your Life for that matter. That's my title today. <laughs> the Practical Christian's Guide to the Next 12 Months, parentheses, or the rest of your life for that matter. Oh, hey, they got it. Hey, you guys rock. 
The Practical Christian's Guide to the Next 12 Months or the Rest of Your Life, for that matter. I don't know about you, but a lot of the time I'm like, yeah, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Do you ever feel that way? Man, I'm, I'm just so desperate. Just tell me what to do and I'll just do it. But come on, I know actually I'm one of those people that actually doesn't like to do what I'm told. <laughs> right, right. Like, and I feel like this is, Paul addressed this a few chapters back. Do you remember? He's like, I have no problem repeating myself to you. Do you remember that line? He's like, hey, I'm going to say this again, but actually I don't mind saying it again because it's for your good and it's for my good too. Sometimes I need things repeated to me. Do you ever need things repeated to you? Yeah. So he, I like to be told what to do, but then I don't do it, which is just a personal problem. I know I'm working on God. The Holy Spirit's at work in my life too. But Paul gives us a practical three-step answer for how to live content in this practical Christian's guide to living. Here's how. We're just gonna, it's just three steps. I know, what could be easier, right? Three steps to living right now, as we are, where we are. Three steps. Number one, see, what's, what's interesting is he, he says it, I've learned to be content at the end, and then he, then what happens is, is he's referring to everything he's just said. So we're going to flip everything he just said and say, okay, you've learned to be content, Paul. How have you learned to be content? Number one, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice is a word that we don't really use in uh, the English language in the Western world anymore. It's not a word that we use a lot anymore, but to rejoice is to feel great delight, to be glad in God, to have some energy behind our thoughts toward him, to think about him, to dwell on him, and then let those thoughts make us glad, make us happy. We have had, um, our, our dog had puppies a few months ago. Nine puppies. And those puppies, I want to tell you what, when uh, they, they, they stay in this bathroom down in our basement at night, and when we let them out in the morning, you guys want to see joy and rejoicing? <laughs> Nine puppies running up the stairs and running outside and just dancing all over, and they're just so excited to be alive. You know, just what a world to be a puppy. What a life. They're just like, I mean, they're just, I mean, they are always excited to see you. They're always happy to be alive. They're always excited about what's going on. And if they're not, they just bite you. <laughs> That's not what Paul's referring to, that part. <laughs> but, but when you let them, you just see the joy on them when you let them all outside and they just dance around and the weather's been so beautiful and they're just outside playing all day, you have never seen joy until you've seen a golden doodle run around in the leaves. It's like the cutest, funnest thing. So when I'm thinking about rejoicing, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about delight. And he says, rejoice in the Lord. Well over a hundred times in scripture, we're admonished, we're instructed to rejoice in the Lord. Like well over a hundred times, we're actually told rejoice in the Lord. Yes. Rejoice, to take great delight in God our Savior, to think about him and allow those thoughts about him to stir our hearts to joy and gladness at who he is and what he's done. Rejoice in the Lord. When I am struggling with how I feel in the world right now or what's going on right now, when I'm struggling with my feelings, I can tell you what will turn it around. Rejoicing in the Lord. 
we were just talking about it this morning, weren't we? We were just talking about how, you know, sometimes I just, I save my gratefulness and my thankfulness for this moment on, on Sunday morning so we can just all do it together. We can just all rejoice together and it gets a little rowdy together. Isn't that fun? We can just all express our, our joyful thanksgiving to God. I'm just so thankful for him. And when I think about what he's done for me, when I think about what he's done in your life, in my life, the testimonies I've heard this week, when I think about who he is, what happens in me is this gratitude and I start to think about him and what do I do? I have joy in him. I rejoice in him. Rejoice in the Lord. And then he repeats it. And again, I say, rejoice. Number one, to be content Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. The celebration of God and his character should be a hallmark of our church. I want to say that again. The, the celebration of God and his character, who he is, should be the hallmark of our church. Not a church, not a denomination, not this group, not that group. Our church. It should be a hallmark of when we meet together in this room, rejoicing in the Lord dwelling on him because I know what he's done in your life and I know what he's done in my life and I've just heard a few of the stories and I want to say that when we start to live into the rejoicing aspect of our Christian walk, you're going to see a life change and a turnaround. And in the world around you, it's going to start to change and turn around too. When you rejoice in the Lord. I regularly just need to cast off all of the other stuff that gets piled on me and just rejoice in him. Okay, that's number one, rejoice in the Lord. Number two, this is a big one. It doesn't feel big, but it is. Be gentle. You're like, how's that gonna help me through the net? Trust me, be gentle. He says, let your gentleness be known to all. In other words, every avenue of your life, every person you meet with, every person you encounter, beginning with your spouse, your children, whoever's living in your home, your roommates, uh, your fellow students with you, uh, people in your youth group, people at your workplace, everywhere you are, people online. What? So I couldn't say that any, I just wanted to tiptoe in that, just real quick. Be gentle. Be gentle. This is one I need some major work on in my life. I don't know about you. Often I'm too harsh and too intense. Paul says, be gentle. In Galatians, gentleness is listed as one of the fruits of the Spirit. Gentleness. Gentleness. It's one of the ways that I know the Holy Spirit's active in my life and in my heart. Gentleness. It's also how Jesus the King is described as coming to his people Israel on a donkey, you guys. It says he's described as gentle and arriving on a donkey. That's not what they were looking for. Sometimes I feel like today in this world, it's not what I'm looking for either. Gentle arriving on a donkey. Hmm. 
with all of the descriptions we have of Jesus in Revelation, of his strength, his power, his eyes, his face, his sword, his voice, those are all observational descriptions of Jesus. Do you know how Jesus describes himself? Matthew 11, chapter 29, Jesus describes himself. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you'll have rest for your soul. See, this is why it's a key. You want rest for your soul? He says, take, your, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am He's just, this is, this is Jesus describing himself. I don't know how to be clear. Jesus describes himself and says, I am gentle, guys. I'm gentle and humble in heart. So Paul says, be gentle. We have this great, big, all-powerful God. And in Jesus, he describes himself as gentle. I think the world could use a little bit of gentleness. We're supposed to be the ones bringing that to the table. Gentleness. My reactions, my words, my responses, my opinions, gentle. My conversations in my home, in my relationships, in my parenting, in my online presence, gentle. Everything I do. And you know, it's interesting. I, I mean, I, this is, I think it's bigger than we think. As I wrap up this, this one point, I just want to read this verse out of 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 12. This is when Elijah, I don't know if you know this story. Elijah is, um, he's up in the cave on, on the mountain and God, he's there to speak with God. He, he wants to meet with God. He needs to hear from God. And suddenly this, there's an earthquake and then th there's a fire and it says, the Lord was not in the earthquake and the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire was the sound of a gentle blowing. Do you know what God was in? The gentle blowing. You see, there's this thing that we're supposed to be bringing when we're carriers of the Holy Spirit to a situation where when I arrive in the room or when you arrive in the room, there's peace because he's in us. We are carriers of the presence of God. Jesus can ride in on the last day on, on his white horse with his sword coming out of his mouth and a fire burning in his eyes and his hair on, you know, like he's gonna ride and his voice sounding like thunder. Jesus gets to do that. You and I, right now, get to bring the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Gentleness right now to the world that we're in. Rejoice in the Lord. Be gentle. And then number three, this is the last one. Do not be anxious. <laughs> Save the best for last. No, Paul did. Rejoice in the Lord. Be gentle. Do not be anxious. This is the three-step success program to living for the next 12 months and the rest of your life. Rejoice in the Lord. Be gentle. Do not be anxious. 
Now listen, I, I've struggled with anxiety a lot of my life, so I'm, I'm not speaking to somebody with anxiety right now and being like, hey, stop it. That's not, please hear me. That's not what I'm saying. But the Apostle Paul here says, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, and we're gonna talk about that. You see, all around us, is this never-ending stream of anxiety and anxiousness. I, it's just like, it's everywhere. Everybody's angsty. That was a word from the 90s. Remember that word? <laughs> Teenagers from the 90s were like, yes, my parents use it all the time. Angsty. Angsty. Everything around us, there's anxiety and anxiousness just seems to be flowing by us like this gross river all the time. There's no shortage of reasons to be anxious and people are just spewing their anxiety all over us all the time. Everything they're anxious about. Peace, I would say, is at this like all-time low. We have leaders even, you guys, even Christian leaders, and I say that very loosely, leveraging fear all around us. They're leveraging fear to get something. I don't know why, but they're using fear to get something. Success or, well, I, I, don't, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you why somebody would possibly want to use fear to get something from me. But they're trying. The world around us, why? Because the enemy deals in fear and anxiety. And when you sense fear and anxiety coming from something, just know what that is. That's not God. The Holy Spirit does not deal in fear and anxiety. Real leaders don't leverage fear. Real leaders speak peace. They speak the word of God over a situation. The peace, as we've just read in Philippians, that surpasses all human understanding. That's what we need to be bringing today. But it's really difficult. And so the, the Apostle Paul says, don't, do not be anxious. Do not be anxious. But how do we not be anxious? <laughs> right? What's, how do I do that? Paul gives us the key to not being anxious when he says these words, pray and petition or plead with thanksgiving. Pray and petition with thanksgiving. Ask God with a grateful heart. All throughout Paul's letters and other letters we're and other books, we're instructed how to pray, how to petition, how to ask. Jesus actually gives us a prayer, and we've been through that. And uh, as a church, Jesus gives us a way to pray as well. I have a lot of thoughts about my life and the world that I'm in right now, and the best thing that I can do is bring them to God in prayer and petition. That's the best thing I can do. I can pray and petition God with thanksgiving in my heart. That's what that rejoicing in the Lord is about. That's what it, you see how these things lead to the other? When I begin to rejoice in the Lord, I have gratefulness and thanksgiving in my heart. Then when I bring a prayer and a petition, when I'm pleading and asking God, my heart is open to God's solution, not mine. And then we pray, we plead and petition with thanksgiving. And then the apostle Paul says, think about these things. See how that works? Pray and petition with thanksgiving and then think about these things. Just leave that up there for just a second. You ask him, you pray, you plead, you petition, and then you think about these things. What? Here's what to think about. Thinking about the wrong stuff makes you anxious. So here's this list of what to replace those anxious thoughts with. Those things can be replaced with, is it true? Ooh. 
That's a good place to start. Is it true? Is it honorable? You can just put it up there. Is it true? Is it honorable? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it commendable? Is it excellent? Is it worthy of praise? This is what we're supposed to dwell on with our thoughts. Is it true? Is it honorable? Is it right? Look at that. Is it right? You know, sometimes we're just like, well, I don't know if it's right. Hey, listen, you know if something's right or not right. You know, you just know when it's off. Just like, eh, that that just ain't right. Okay, then don't think about that. Oh, that's just not true. Okay, don't think about that. Oh, that, 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 there's this constant stream of lies coming at me. All the, okay, I'm going to redirect my hearing and what I'm taking in. See, we have to, at some point, when we pray and petition with Thanksgiving, start thinking about these different things. So I'm going to ask myself, in the world that I'm living in right now, in the day I'm living in right now, in the time I'm living in right now, is it true? Is it honorable? Whew, that's a... <laughs> Yeah, that, that limits things real quick, right? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it lovely? I love that one. Is it lovely? Is it commendable? Is it excellent? Is it worthy of praise? Okay, think about that then. Well, that's easy. Well, yeah. That's what I'm trying to explain today. It's not that this is, this is, this is a very simple process that Paul lays out. He says, hey, start to replace all of the thoughts you're having with these kind of thoughts. Start to replace the things that you're thinking about. These are the things you're dwelling on, by the way. And please notice, none of the things on this list will keep you up at night. When I read through this, I was like, man, that sure seems like I'd get a good night's sleep thinking on that kind of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. When you are thinking about these kinds of things, there's not room for all the other garbage. There's not room for all the other stuff. There's not room for the fear. There's not room for the anxiety. Why? Because we're thinking about these things. That these are the things that we're supposed to focus on. You're like, well, I can't control my thoughts all the time. Well, I, I may not argue with that, but also start to. I give myself that excuse, well, I can't control everything all the time. Sure, but that's not an excuse to not start. Start thinking about whatever's true. Start limiting the things that come into your life that aren't true. Start limiting the things in your life that aren't honorable. Somebody doesn't speak honorably about somebody else, cut that out of your life. Nobody needs that garbage. You don't need that. What you need is some peace. I don't need that. What I need is some peace. And he's going to bring some peace as we replace these thoughts that we're having of anxiety with these kinds of things. The word, I just want to read a couple of verses for you. And, and can I just mention just in passing that um, this chapter, there's a few chapters that we've gone through here in Philippians that would be good f- for you to commit to memory as a Christian. I know, I know Mike talks, Pastor Mike talks about that a lot, like memorizing scripture. Memorizing scripture is incredibly healthy and necessary for the believer. Start to commit a few of these passages to memory. These are good ones. Can I say that? These in Philippians, they're good ones. So Psalm 94, 
This, we're talking about anxiety, being anxious. Do not be anxious. Psalm 94, 19 says, when my anxious thoughts multiply within me, have you noticed? I love that. Multiply. Have you noticed when you start having anxious thoughts, they just like, you know, they, they multiply. You don't just have one and it just kind of floats around and goes away. Oh no. The anxious thoughts breed anxious thoughts, which breed more anxious thoughts, which pretty soon you breed anxious action. Anxious thoughts don't just sit there quietly. When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your consolations delight my soul. Your consolations. I love that. What you speak, what you do, your options, God, they bring just, they just delight my soul. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable. Psalm, 190, Psalm 139, 23, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. You see, God wants to get invited into those thoughts. He wants us to invite him into those. Isaiah 35, 4, say to those with, it, with anxious heart, take courage. Earlier we did that, right? Take heart. Jesus said it. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance on your behalf. Take re the recompense of God will come. He will save you. Love that. Paul says, to wrap all this up, practice the things you've seen me do and say. Practice the, see, they had been with, they, he'd been with them. He, they'd seen him do stuff, say stuff. They, they'd heard him. And he's saying, hey, you know that stuff you saw me do? The things you heard me say? Practice that. So I want to say to us today to practice this. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Be gentle to those around you. Don't be anxious. Practice these things. How do we do that? This is, he's just really quickly describing discipleship. It's following somebody. It's getting into life with people and learning and practicing, getting people in your life that you actually want to imitate. Lots of us have lots of people in our lives. Having people in your life you want to imitate, people around you want to imitate, that's, that's called discipleship. There's lots of ways we can do that here in, in church, fellowship, and community. I would encourage you to, to, to do that. Practice. As the worship team comes up today, I... I want us just to stand all over this room together. I was feeling like people are going to get delivered of anxiety today and fear. So let's just stand up. But also, as I was reading through Philippians, I just really felt like... There's a couple things God wants to say. First of all, somebody here today... Somebody here today has been in a really dark season. It might be multiple people, and that's, that's fine. We're going to respond to this. But the Lord gave me a word for you, which, you know, we have this, uh, Kate really likes plants, and so we have quite a few plants. And one of them is this um, orchid, and it's a, a little tiny orchid, little tiny plant. And this orchid has been in our basement in a bathroom on a shelf with no windows and no light coming through naturally for a long time. And I, I think we even kind of forgot it was in there. It kind of looks fake. It's an orchid, so it's real waxy looking. And I, we kind of forgot it was in there. 
until just the other day when we noticed that there's a beautiful bloom that just popped out on that orchid in the dark. And God gave me a word for somebody today, and I think it's multiple people in here, that he's bringing a bloom in the dark in your life. And you've been through a pretty rough season. And he's just saying over you today that he's with you, He's given you everything you need and he has not forgotten where you are. You know what we did with that? We brought it upstairs to where we are, where we can enjoy it. He's bringing you out of the dark today. That's what he wants to do in some people today. We're gonna have a chance to respond. We also have some words for prayer today, some words of knowledge that the prayer team had. But first, first, I was feeling this week like Eugene Peterson in this passage just captured the voice of Paul so well. So I just want to read that over us. I just want to read that right where you are. If you just need to position yourself before God to just hear from him today. This is Eugene Peterson out of the message. Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel in him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side. Working with them and not against them, help them to see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up at any minute. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worry, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worry into prayers. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that and God, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. I just want to pray this over you. Verse 19. And God will supply all of your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And God will supply all of your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And God will supply all your needs. Bring your needs. He will supply. 
bring your needs, He will supply. He's supplying right now. Bring your need and God will supply all of your needs according to His riches and glory. And God will supply all of your needs. All of your needs. Bring your needs. Bring your needs. God, today we present ourselves to you. Would you just help us in these three areas? Would you help us to rejoice in you? Help us to walk into a new season of rejoicing, of choosing to rejoice in the Lord with all that we are and all that we have. To rejoice in you. Psalm 30 verse 11 says, you have turned my mourning into dancing. You've turned my mourning into dancing. You've turned my mourning into dancing. Lord, would you release rejoicing over us today, God, in Jesus' name. One that chooses to rejoice in you in all things. You have clothed me with gladness, it says. Do that in me today. Do that in us today. And Lord, I, I ask that you would clothe us in gentleness. All over this room, God, we need it. I need it. Would you help this fruit of the Spirit to grow in my life, that I would walk in the fruit of the Spirit of gentleness to the world around me that so desperately needs to see something different, not abrasive, not harsh, not cruel, not unloving, but gentle. Would you help me to do that? Let that fruit of the Spirit grow in my life. Gentleness. Come, Holy Spirit. Grow gentleness in us. And Lord, this not being anxious, we bring you all of our anxiety and fear right now in Jesus' name. All over this room, we give you anxiety and fear. Come on, just whatever is bringing you fear or anxiety, would you just give it to the Lord right now? We're just gonna do that. Like the Apostle Paul instructs in everything with prayer and pleading, present your request to God. We're just gonna present them to God. God, we present you these things that are bringing us fear and anxiety right now in Jesus' name. Anxiety about the future, anxiety about tomorrow, anxiety about our households, anxiety about our kids, anxiety about our spouse, anxiety about our job, anxiety about this or that. Where, Lord, we just give it to you. You understand it. Jesus, you understand all of our anxiety. We give it to you now in Jesus' name. You, you understand every fear. We give it to you now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I break off anxiety and fear over every heart in this room and online right now in Jesus' name. I break anxiety and fear off right now in Jesus' name. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and petition, present your request to God. God, we just bring you our doubts, our fears, our anxiety right now in the name of Jesus. I speak deliverance now in the name of Jesus. And he's just bringing a new page in your life today. He's turning the page. He's bringing a new, fresh, blank page, a new, fresh, blank start. Fill it, fill it, fill it with whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is pure, 
If there's anything worthy of praise, excellent or commendable, fill it with those things. Come on, let's just present ourselves to God and say, God, we're, we're a blank slate. We're a blank page before you, God. Would you just fill our lives with these things we're talking about? Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is pure, whatever is commendable, whatever is excellent, anything worthy of praise, think on these things. God, would you just fill our minds and our hearts with these things, God? Thank you, God. And Lord, just thank you for the work you're doing in our hearts right here. We don't want to rush. We're not, we don't want to hurry, God. I speak peace, the peace that goes beyond anything we could possibly understand. I speak it to every heart, every mind, and every life in this room and online right now. In Jesus' name, I speak peace. I speak peace. We just give you our lives today. And Lord, it, yeah, we just give you our hearts and our lives today. We want to pray with you for anything. And uh, so if you, if, if you need to go, God bless you. Go make the invisible God visible this week in the world around you. If you don't need to go yet, if you just want to hang out, we're just going to hang out in the presence of God, see what God wants to do and speak. I know we have some words for prayer. So if you, if you need prayer for any reason or if those, any of those words that God's been speaking today are for you, just come up. We want to pray for you. And then we have some words for prayer. Let's go ahead and put those up. physical healing, numbness in the feet, fluid in the lungs. Then there's a word for, that says, come, there is hope <laughs> for being overwhelmed or anxiety or depression. Today starts a new chapter in your life. So just, we're just gonna leave those words for prayer. If that's for you or you need prayer for any other thing, we wanna pray for you. Someone wants to partner with you in prayer. So just come right up to the front. Just scoot right up to the front. Somebody's gonna meet you and pray for you. God bless you. I worship you. I worship you. Thanks for listening. To respond or receive prayer after the live stream closes, please email prayer at vineyardboise.org. And if possible, include your phone number. We'd love to get in touch with you. Thanks.